Podcast 188. Off the soundboard and on our turntables. Or CD players or MP3 players. Or a track Cylinder. Microdisc. All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best? You got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcasting. Welcome back to your podcast. I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today, and I am joined by Gary Schaller. The Gary Schaller, the the other co-host here, the founder of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I found it, and you you and I found each other. I finally found my way to you. <laughs> there you go. It all worked out. And here we are, and a million podcasts later, here we are. It is an interesting time, as always in the Kissiverse, right? I mean, Marvel yeah. and DC have the multiverses now, which Star Trek was doing that long before, folks. But um, so this is the Kissiverse. The KCU. The KCU. The Kiss- yeah. <laughs> yeah. The larger KCU. And it kind of was the cinematic universe this past week, right? Where Kiss's biography was uh, debuted, I believe, on a big screen. I would hope so. It wouldn't be much fun to be in a large audience with a small TV. Everyone had to watch it on an iPod. Uh, yeah. No, no, of course it was like everything Kiss does larger than life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And naturally they performed live yep. for the event. Uh, and it looks like it was pretty spectacular. It was a short set, of course, but very cool. Well, I think it was a just right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, there's some things that you see in Kiss that you like are like gobsmacked by and you're like, wow, you know what I mean? And then there's other things mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, they could have pulled out a little bit more, but good God, they gave you a bang for your buck. And I'm not like the biggest, oh, wow, fireworks guy, but I'm a red blooded American like everybody. You know, I, I like to see things blow up and stuff like that when it's supposed to, you know, not, not an accident. Right. Right. Like if you're in your kitchen and your toaster blows up, that's not cool unless you're filming the I Love It Loud video and it's part of the set, you know. Right. But yeah. I've strayed. But but the thing is is that if you if you watch and you can see the whole performance on YouTube, thank God for YouTube, right? It's pretty good. I mean, there was a time I was kind of against YouTube because I was like, they're going to rip off artists and all this stuff. But if the artists are smart, they'll be the ones that put the stuff on YouTube and beat everyone to the punch, right? They'll get the yeah. they'll get the clicky pennies. Actually, can I ask you a question about that? Yeah, and I could probably just an- get an answer if I do my own damn homework, but it's so much easier when you do it for me. Well, since I know everything. Yeah, I mean, look, while 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 we're here, might as well. Which I don't, by the way. Go on. I've noticed uh, in in what appears to be a real one eighty that King Crimson's music is now showing up on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like all album after album are now available to stream on the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. What's, how does, how does that work for the artist? Okay. When you, like, for example, I, I actually pay YouTube not to show me ads because you can get that premium plan right so i do that okay because sure. i i watch youtube all the time chances are if i lost like whatever remnants of cable i have or whatever i'm using streaming whatever i would still be happy just to have youtube because i can watch everything from like you know kiss to the rolling stones to cheap trick to alice cooper you know for hours right. and hours and, and hours old and never run out tv shows and yeah hard to find movies yeah 
Yeah. So the thing is, is like recently there's been two albums that came out. Mickey Dolan's brand new album, Dolan Sings Nesmith, and Cheap Trick's wonderful new album, In Another World. And it was strange to see fandom react because on day one, like at midnight, both of those record companies made sure that those songs were on YouTube. Mm-hmm. In their entirety for what is ostensibly free, although, you know, what's, what is free. Um, right. but right. Like all you need is a computer and a, and a, and a internet carrier and you're watching it. Right. Right. Yeah. So the thing is, is that there were fans that were like, someone needs to take this down. Spoiler alert. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it till I get the CD in my hand. Well, the, the internet's not going to wait for you. I'm sorry. And the record company put it on there. Right. The record company does this because, Instead of letting someone else put it up and they get all the clicks and the ad revenue from it, they do. And, and it's get, weird because on one hand, we've – yes, yes, they get that. On one hand, it's so strange that you've got, for example, people who would be upset if we use their song on a podcast. But it's the same thing as when you're on radio – you know, the thing is, is they should make it so that like when podcasters like have to pay like a $500 fee for a year and you can play whatever you want, you just have to turn it in so that everybody knows that they get a chunk of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that would make sense, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. But although, although I'd rather not pay $500. Thank you. But. No, but I'm just saying that if there was a workable situation where it would help legitimize podcasting in a way. Well, that's just it, right? it's the legitimization thing or whatever that word is, right? Like, uh, because for so long, right. I'm thinking again of King Crimson, Robert Fripp has been such an ardent, um, advocate for, you know, artists getting paid for their work, which is of course a good thing. Uh, but very, I think, understandably protective over and proprietary about their music. And to see now it, it's just on YouTube. I mean, the part I think I'm not, connecting is are they going to make the kind of money from from clicks that they maybe make from people buying a physical copy or probably more money nowadays is that is that fair to say well there's a couple things to look at right like if if someone listens to it on youtube no one has to go to the expense of printing up a copy and shipping it and paying a truck driver to get it to your store and the whole bit so you're basically not losing money in that sense, okay? But you are gaining exposure. And chances are someone's going to listen to, in this case, Cheap Trick or Mickey Dolan's or King Crimson or Kiss, brand new release, they're eventually either going to buy this stuff or buy the T-shirt or buy something. So it, 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 I think in the mind of these people, look, there you can you can click on... I was made for loving you and find a thousand different mm-hmm. videos for I was made for loving you where someone just ripped the CD and put a picture up. Mm-hmm. And I think the bands are like, listen, we can't play whack-a-mole and stop them. It's better if we give them the real alternative and we get something out of it because as it is, you're not getting anything out of it until you do this. Although Kiss haven't done this, right? I mean, we were, no, no, we, Kiss, we got... Kiss has everything up. From their catalog up on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. So like I, uh, on the official Kiss 
YouTube page, I can listen to Carnival of Souls. Or, But I think that you can also watch all the official videos like for the longest time and there a lot of them have been upgraded to a you know run through a filter and turned into hd right mm -hmm. you can't see now but ken is currently typing on his keyboard internet typewriter and his internet typewriter yeah the whole album i'm uh, listening to through, it right now through kiss what is, yeah okay it says kiss provide it to youtube by Universal Music Group, Master and Slave, Carnival of Souls, the Island Def Jam Music Group. Okay, now if you have paid, like you said, to have a YouTube that doesn't, uh, a YouTube subscription where you don't have ads to click mm -hmm. on. Right. Right. So, so, so for you, right, I know you've already owned Carnival of Souls, but you click on that, what money does KISS get from, from, from that? None? None money? I have no idea how that works. That's between YouTube and them, right? But like, mm -hmm. if normally I would get ads, like for example, when my stepson watches YouTube, it's it's horrendous because I see ads again, like all sorts of ads, everything from Kentucky Fried Chicken to, mm -hmm. you know, Ford truck to you know, something to make your bathroom smell better, whatever whatever the the ad is, right? Mm -hmm. And it just it just annoys me to no end. And, uh, but so I don't know if because I pay YouTube for the premium ad free YouTube, if they get a cut of that. I don't know how that works. I don't know. I like the pairing of Kentucky Fried Chicken with something to make your bathroom smell better. Right, right. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, you need it. That and Taco Bell, right? You just rent that stuff. Anyway, uh, Taco Bowl <laughs> is where that winds up. So, the thing is, is that you can listen to every Kiss album on YouTube and Spotify, mm -hmm. and this is where it is now. And but it, the weird thing is, is that you have fans, well-meaning fans, who are like, "Hey, why are you posting the album?" Well, right. because the band wants you to hear it. But the band's mm -hmm. not going to make any money if they can't sell it. Well, there are some people that are never going to buy anything. It's just the way it is. Whether they purge their house of all physical media. Whatever, you know. But this ostensibly increases the likelihood that if they go on YouTube and listen to Off the Soundboard or whatever, then when Kiss roll back around on tour, that person might be more inclined to buy a concert ticket and and ergo also and buy a tour book. Or something, right? Or Kiss keychains or whatever Kiss fans do. You know, it's weird, but there are Kiss fans I know who have put all their stuff like in boxes in closets as far as like their mm -hmm. albums and they've gone all digital, right? Whether it's flack or MP3, but they still have all their kiss stuff out. It's amazing. <laughs> I, you know, it's, um, it's easy to like, everybody has to put on a shirt in the morning. Right. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but, but it's hard work to put a, a record on the turntable. It's hard work to load a CD into the thing. And anyway, you're going to put your phone on while you're putting on your Kiss t-shirt. You're going to have your phone and then you just go on YouTube and listen to Kiss while you're putting your Kiss t-shirt on. Right. Everything is easier that way. Right. It's just a modern world. I mean, there was a time when record companies and artists were trying to take down where record companies and artists were trying to stop YouTube from yeah. playing their music. And now they've wised up to realize that somebody's getting clicks out of this. It might as well be us. 
Not only that, you have quality control in the sense that uh, it's not some piece of garbage thing that some guy, you know, no, puts like up there. it's HD and it sounds good and all that. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. for example, I could put up a KISS graphic and, you know, here's calling Dr. Love and it starts out. And then over top of it, you hear me go, you need my love, baby, all so bad. <laughs> you know, and people would be like, I'm never listening to Kiss. Like, if that's their first experience, that's it's a like. a weird version. Who is that? And then somebody somewhere will want it. You know, why is this not on CD? I need it for my collection. So anyway, Demo. speaking of YouTube, I've been asked to be on a couple shows. So if you want to see what my glorious mug looks like, the Podfather yeah. himself. You know, I was wondering. Do you think that the people that call me Podfather, like in other parts of the world, do they like call me other things besides, well, idiot? No, but I'm talking about like... Uh, Pod, Padre de Pod? Yeah, Padre de Pod, for example. That's what the yeah. children call Ken in whatever land, right? Guatemala. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Santa Claus. It, you know, it's mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, we'd always hear like uh, Santa Claus in this country is named... You know, Chris Kringle or Father Christmas or Ken. If you go to England mm -hmm. and and uh, mix with the the upper echelons, the hoi polloi. Yes, if the you will, royal hoi polloi. Will never be royal. Um, they will refer to you as Pod Pater. Ah, Pod Pater. to always love me. Yeah. So I, I wonder what other versions of that there are so you're going to be you're on the youtubes on uh people could watch you i watched you recently i thought that was really awesome well i'm on a couple different shows the lovely and talented wookie himself matt porter and myself were recently asked to be on the kiss army podcast with pasquale and it's a great show it's lots of fun you get to see me acting like a fool doing david lee roth doc mcgee gene simmons and i even show my muscles because i'm a big tough guy and uh, yeah there you go pasquale does a great show uh great guy you know he loves kiss and it's evident and it's wonderful and uh it's really fun you we you know i posted on the facebook page but that is the kiss army podcast episode number eight so check it out yeah it's definitely, I think, worth your time. If you are someone that likes the Matt Porter and the Ken Mills, you're going to enjoy watching us watching you. The Pasquale. Yeah, the Pasquale. Awesome. There you go. Uh, and then uh, Brian Forsyth of the band Kicks and Jim Hobbs do a show called Keto Rocks Radio, which is on YouTube, and uh, they had me on. And we talk about uh, my health situation, even Gene Simmons. That's right. Talk a little bit about my secret life when I opened up for kicks. So back in the day. It's great. That's a really fun, uh, I, you know, I'm glad you shared that with me. Everybody ought to check that out. It's, it's, uh, it's life affirming. It'll make you feel happy and proud of Ken as, as we should be. And it was just, it's cool. You, 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 you do, you do good. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to start writing inspirational songs like Live to Win 2. Live to Win 2. Till you die. Two. <laughs> Just to go. Yeah, two. Again. Till the light dies in your eyes for a second time. <laughs> Sequels to songs. They don't always okay. work out. Like, you know, Chubby Checker. 
you know, the record company said, give us another twist. So he did, let's twist again like we did last summer, right? And then yeah. every every song for a while was the twist again, but in a different way. It was still the twist. Yeah. Now imagine being in his band. It's kind of like James Brown's band. Like, you pretty much have to, you know, that, that one funk rhythm, right? Well, I'm just wondering what the set list looks like. It's like twist, twist, twist. Twist, twist, twist. <laughs> twist 1 through 18. And there's something really cool that I want all PodKiss listeners to check out. It's called Kiss FAQ Song Stories by the wonderful and talented Julian Gill. And this is like next level stuff, right? This is Julian taking one song per episode and breaking it down and talking about the development of it, how we got to where this song is from the demo to the final track. I cannot recommend it highly enough. And he, I mean, I can't think of someone better qualified, you know, to um, break down Kiss's music than Julian. The guy's, the guy knows what he's talking about. Right. Yeah, it's great. And uh, it's available on the following platforms, YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. And it is really good. So cool. This is what Julian writes about it on his site. The the KISS FAQ Song Stories series features short mini-documentaries investigating the histories of some of KISS's best and least known songs. It is a modern updating and an outgrowth of the printed title KISS and the related recordings focus. Mm. So I really encourage people to check it out. Go to KISSFAQpodcast.com forward slash stories. That'll get you there. And I'm going to try to uh, build a post on the Facebook and put them up like, you know, when he does a show, I want to put up the artwork and the link directly to that show. So that's something I'm going to nice. be working on the next week or so. So cool. fantastic. It's it's great stuff. We went on a bit of a tangent, but you can watch this Tribeca performance on YouTube in all its glory. And it is pretty good. And the KISS biography that is coming up on the 27th and 28th. It, it is a two-night thing, but that, that Tribeca performance just kicked ass. Yeah. And here is Heavens on Fire from KISS 2021. Feels good to say that, huh? That's good. KISS Live in 2021.
going back to the biography thing for a second, um, I'm getting I'm getting pretty damn excited about it because I saw the, uh, the latest commercial for it, and there was some really badass footage of. I think it was when they played. It was 1974 outdoors daylight. KC Kite Fest. Was it? Just to like drive by and go, that's where it was. You know what I mean? Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and to see that footage, and there was sound, I think, on that footage too. I, I mean, I'm, I'm drooling over the prospect that there may be a video, a longer, you know, video of that, of that performance. I really want to see that, you know? From what I saw online when it was discussed, the because we're just finding this stuff out, right? And like Julian yeah. said on our last episode, it's great that we're still finding stuff out about this band. But from what I understand, there was silent footage taken of it that they've uh, synced it to a, a show from around that same time period in Cleveland. I'd watch that. You know? I'd, watch, I'd watch the hell out of that. I'd watch the hell or hallelujah out of it. <laughs> I'd watch the hotter than hell out of that. There you go. Yeah, I, I love that early, early stuff. The the commercial for Hotter Than Hell, I think, is such a gem. I you know, it's like I want to slow it down and watch I want to see all that footage of them backstage messing around. Oh, that's great stuff. Yeah. So I'm 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 really excited for what this biography is gonna show. It looks I mean the commercial is not gonna tell you the whole story, but it does look really thorough. Well, if the commercial did tell you the whole story, there wouldn't be much. It wouldn't be a commercial, really. It would be a two-night-long commercial. Yeah, so. that would, wouldn't be much. But uh, it's it's going to be fun, and I'm going to enjoy watching the biography thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't understand anyone who's negative about an upcoming Kiss biography. You know, how can it be? any different than anything else that we've ever seen before. If we're fans, we're going to dig it. There's parts of it. We're not going to dig, right? It's just the way it is. Well, you know, you know what people are probably going to be upset about, if not already, right? Is that, uh, is the, they're not going to talk about Tommy Thayer being a great golfer. That's right. When they leave that out, it really upsets the kiss army. I, I, I think people will be upset at what will undoubtedly be, uh, and understandably be a story told from the perspective of only those who are telling it, right? Which will not include the other two founding members of KISS, uh, presumably, right? That's not to say that we won't, that's not to say it won't be accurate. That's not to say it won't be truthful or honest or self-effacing. It is though people's, to people's disappointment that perhaps it's not, um, you know, an equal share of the Ace Fraley perspective or the Peter Chris perspective, then again, uh, like Kiss hasn't always been their band. And the Kiss story begins with Gene and Paul and will likely end with Gene and Paul. Uh, and I'm not saying that it's not okay to be disappointed that you're not getting more of like Ace's or Peter's perspectives, only they're not in Kiss. Right. Like that's how that goes, right? Right. Here's the thing. You almost wish that night one was the story of just the original lineup. Because that that's that deserves its own two hours, right? I mean that mm-hmm. is a story that is so huge. Well, who says it's not gonna be, right? That's, well, I don't know. I, I, you know, I yeah. haven't seen it, obviously, but 
the thing is, is that you've got the whole story of Kiss. And if you look at the whole story of Kiss, we're coming up on 50 years, right? Yeah. Well, that's what the ads say, too, right? It's right. It is 50 years since Gene and Paul started working together, I think. Right. Sexually 1971. Or, right. No, what was that line from Tom Snyder's show? You know, how long have you two been together? What, sexually or? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Whose idea was Kiss? Who invented Kiss? We all did. We all, we all did, yeah. We've been to, Gene and I were together for about nine years now. Not but sexually, just to. <laughs> that's the later part we of the keep, program. Yeah. I want to <laughs> slip it past yeah, 120 and then we'll, right then we'll get into the drugs and, you know, and all that stuff. No, no, no. no, 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 no. That. Okay. No. I don't take drugs. Mom? <laughs> it is perfect. God, I love that interview. It, it never, it never, never fails to deliver something that brings me joy on some level. Yeah. You know, and there's people that get upset about it, but it's just nothing but wonderful to me. Of course, I wasn't the one sitting there in platform boots that were not from town McCann squirming, thinking, yeah. oh, no, everything's going downhill. But to me as a fan, it's just it just is wonderful. It is a buffet. It's perfect. Same it's per it's, yeah, it's, it's absolutely perfect. Yeah. But, you know, I think that there could be like. For us KISS fans, we should have like four nights on just the first six years of KISS, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm hmm Yeah. And it ends with Peter Chris leaving and Eric Carr joining. And then we get a half an hour documentary on the rest of the band. Like that's that's tends to be what happens. I, I'm not saying that's what I'd want. I'm saying that that is what tends to happen all the time is that you get – this little, you know, kiss was this thing. And then you get this, it would almost be like if you did a story, like if, if the Beatles would have continued on, right. Right. They were on Ed Sullivan and they did Abbey road and Sergeant peppers. And then Herschel joined the band and it just wasn't as good after Paul left. Right. Or John, you know, decided to check out and start the John Lennon rap project which he did with Chuck D and they got a guy from anthrax to play guitar on it. And it's just John Lennon, you know, in this world, John Lennon lives. So. Right. But I'll tell you what though, if they were doing a documentary about Paul McCartney and it was the Beatles, 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 Beatles. And then, you know, like let's throw a little like five minutes of love to wings or whatever. Like that, I don't think that would be good either. Like I, so I, I fully don't expect a lot of love and attention being given to the like Eric Carr, Bruce Kulick lineup, much to my own chagrin. I don't expect a, a ton of stuff about Vinnie Vincent either. I just would like for the non-makeup era to be included and represented in a, in a, you know, in a big way, because that's, that, that was the kiss that I grew up with in a lot of ways. And a lot of people love that music. So do I. Yeah, but let's let's look at it realistically, okay? If we're sitting in a production meeting, you've got a board in front of you, and these are the things that we hit. You know, whether it's the Gallup no, poll, we've got yeah. the live going gold, we've got it saved Casablanca, and then the Kiss radios came out, Kiss meets Fan Park. I'd rather not talk about that. And then Peter leaves the band and success mm. ruins kiss basically right 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 the fact that they got everything they wanted is what led to their downfall so mm. 
that's and then it's we're going to have but we continued on it was hard we did it we managed to survive and then the reunion like it's going to be that fast like sadly yeah yeah i mean it was sort of like that even when in 1992 right with the uh ex, no, extreme close up right the 1992 one when revenge came out right where you know it, it was like all about the 70s and then breakneck speed over to revenge that's actually not true they did they did show you know like Kaiser Heart and some other stuff i i hope also that eric carr gets as much love as he deserves you know rightly deserves yeah yeah i i'm very excited about it I, i'm not complaining about it i haven't watched it yet you know well the weird thing is is that uh i am shocked at how much uh, Vinny is shown in the commercials. Mm. Mm-hmm. And this is not to like encourage Vinny Vincent is going to come back to kiss or anything. I'm not saying anything like stupid like that. Don't, you know, that's never going to happen, but this is kiss never say never. But, uh, having said that, I was shocked by just how much that after it's been like, we don't, you know, he's Voldemort. We don't talk about him basically. Right. You know, right. Right, don't, right, right, don't right. say, don't, don't speak the name Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Right. So notice I didn't say the third one completely, but. Kisano, Kisano, Kisano. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting. I almost want to do like a, I can't, we can't, it'd be great if we could do like a, uh, like a live watch, like a, Ken and Gary simulcast reaction. Right, but that video. would ruin the actual experience for me because I want to soak it in. Yeah, you don't want this guy saying, oh my God, Ken, did you see that? Right, yeah. And I'm worrying about technical things and oh no. No, 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 I know, yeah. You know, we just lost New Hampshire. We have to fix this now. <laughs> anyway, right. so what do you think of the performance at Tribeca? Let's talk about that a little bit. I thought it was great. I thought it was, uh, I, I think it served a, a purpose, or at least I think it was an intended purpose, which was, you know, here's this documentary about us and look, we're still, you know, viable and vibrant and, and doing what we do. Um, and so they picked a small, a short set and just the right amount of visual, visual stuff, right? To, to say like, here's the brand, right? Here's like, here's all the stuff, right? This is like Kiss doing the Kiss thing. Well, I wonder, you know, that stuff had to be filmed, right? Like, I would not be surprised if at the end of the thing, not that we're going to see a KISS performance, but that it'll be incorporated, like, here's the ending, you know? Right. Oh, maybe. Because basically they could own that performance, right? Do you think that we'll ever see this uh, on home video? That's an interesting thought, right? Because there was a time when something would be on like that and then you would get it in stores in some form or another. I mean, mm-hmm. even the A&E biography, I think, from ages ago, Gene Simmons, was something that you could henceforth order. Right. Right? So uh, I don't know. It seems unlikely because, well, all the reasons that you and I have been talking about, what we are talking about earlier, of like the pros and cons of releasing physical media, Right. Uh, I could see it streaming. Right. But probably not something that you, you'd buy tangibly buy. 
Streaming as you do. I'm watching, you know, on my TV. Yep. Yeah. What'd you think of it? Oh, I thought it was wonderful. I, I enjoyed it so much. It just made me feel good to see this thing, you know, one more time. Right. I mean, kind of savoring what's left in the bucket. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned KFC earlier, not that they sponsor yeah. us, but you know, it's <laughs> like you're looking down there and maybe you, you went for the breast or as Gene would say, the breast, you know, but you, you know, and then you finally get down to the wing and it's like, eh, I'll th- okay, I'll take it, you know, so whatever. You're begging for a breast, but you only get a wing, baby, let's get some KFC. Yeah, it was good to see them. I, I know You're missing it, Gary. Were... Let's get some KFC. Loves like a chicken, and I want... Keep it in the bucket, baby. Let me be your curdle. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. KFC could do that thing where they have the colonel be other people, where the colonel could be Gene and Paul in the white suits, but they've got uh, their makeup on. So it would be like, I'm the colonel. I'm the colonel, too. And, you know, it would be like uh, seeing Dress to Kill 2021 via the uh, white suits. What do you think? With like a little bit of Bee Gees thrown in, right? Like there I you think go. of white suits, yeah. yeah. But but all colonel at the same time. Oh, my God. Dear God. Someone call up the... Uh, ad agency let's get this thing let's make this a thing people come on come on yeah so i thought it was a great performance i i think that it would be great if this thing would come out because i would buy it and it would be great if this thing came out and they included the live portion like you can only mm-hmm. get it here folks right it like a yeah. special feature on the disc and all that. So. And buy it, we would. Right. That would be I'd worth buy it. it. I, I would. I don't know about everybody, but I know I would. I'm always disappointed. It's like, uh, hey, the new album of your favorite classic artist is out and, a, you know, 6,000 people buy it. And it's like, what the hell? There's They, they played a 6,000 a night, 12,000 a night. How are they not selling more, you know, albums, CDs, whatever? I just wonder if it's the fatigue of of how easy it is to listen to everything. Like I, I'm not, I'm not like, I, I enjoy YouTube all day long, every day. Right. I enjoy all of this stuff. I'm not kvetching and I'm not saying, I'm not being kids get off my lawn. I just wonder though, if there is a, there's some change that happens in us, in our behavior where when we're not going and pulling out the record and, putting it on the turntable or the CD and the, and whatever. Uh, and we can just click, 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 and it's there. And we're listening to everything all the time. Is there some change that happens to us where we're like, mm. why buy, you know, why buy anything? Right. Or like, why be excited about it? I could just listen to it whenever all the time. Well, I have a story to tell you. Gather around everybody. Tell me a story. Okay. I used to have this massive collection, which I still have, but it's changed, right? Like I've taken all the boxes of my DVDs and Blu-rays and I've put the Blu-rays in these books that sit nicely on a a shelf and each book is numbered 
and I know yeah. what is where. And I even have a printout sheet of where everything is. Like I have, this is the Star Trek collection. This is the Kiss collection. This is the Beatles collection. This is, you know, uh, Die Hard or Clerks or whatever. You know, I keep everything together. Here's the Adam Sandler movies, for example. I know someone's like, oh, my God. Or Steve Martin movie there. That redeems me a little bit. But Yeah, right. So the thing is, is that I have all this stuff. And there are companies like, for example, there's Voodoo and MoviesAnywhere.com, which people are saying that this has nothing to do with Kiss. Why are you talking? Well, it does have something to do with Kiss. Um. I buy new Blu-rays that comes with a digital copy and I can go to movies anywhere or voodoo and punch my code in. And I now have that on my phone, my tablet, anywhere in my house that I can stream anywhere in the world. Yeah. I can sign in and watch it anywhere. So a lot of my content that I own is out there waiting for me. And man, I will buy a brand new Blu-ray, open it up, take the coupon out, punch the coupon in, and put it back and never open it up again. Because I don't have to. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? No, you don't have to. Yeah. So it, it is to a point where it's like, you know, some people say, well, that's just lazy. Well, it's convenience, you know. And uh, it's high def and it's wonderful. And so I don't know. I don't know. I just know that there are people who have purged their lives of a lot of physical things because space is at a premium everywhere, you know, unless you're a right. gazillionaire, you know, that's the way it is. And let me be clear. I, I, I also care about the environment. I don't, I don't think it's great that there's just endless plastic in the world. The, the less we can consume plastic and physical media, the, the better, right. In the long run for our kids. And I've never been able to consume plastic. It, it, uh, I, no matter how much I put mustard on it, doesn't work. A little bit of butter, a little bit of garlic. Doesn't work. I've tried. It's not healthy. It's paprika. It's not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do a quick review of Kiss Off the Soundboard. It arrived yesterday, and I am absolutely loving it. I have the CD and the digital from Amazon, mm -hmm. and it is great. I have the digital. I'm still waiting. I, I you know, I downloaded it. I, I'm, and I listened to it. Enjoyed the hell out of it. I'm still waiting for my physical copies to arrive. And actually, while you were talking a minute ago, the doorbell rang, and it was FedEx. And I'm just like, wouldn't this be a great? Well, go get it. We can do an it's unboxing. Not, it's not. It's not. It's not. I just looked. Sadly, no. Okay. <laughs> that would be too perfect, right? But it happens uh, no. all the time. It's not that. Um, it's a small envelope. Nope. Anyway, but no, I'm still waiting for my physical copies. I got the vinyl and I think I got the CDs. Well, I don't remember. I think I got mm -hmm. the, I know I got the vinyl. Right. And I can't wait to have, I'm really excited to have the tangible copy after saying all that stuff about the environment. Here I am making trouble. Yeah, but it's physical stuff that you're appreciating. I'm planning to keep. It's not like you're just throwing it out of your car, like, screw the environment. You know, I don't need to care. I'm going to be dead in 20 years. You know, no, I'm not going to do like Ace did with the elder on the on the freeway or whatever. Right. Uh, the story no, where I, you smash the, what, the, the CD <laughs> or the cassette or what? This album it? is bad luck. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no. I, and I, I'm really, I'm, I'm, um, I could have waited. 
but I really wanted to hear it. And in fact, we took a, a road trip this weekend. And so I was like, here's something I want to listen to. When Alive 4, the symphony one came out, right? Mm -hmm. I, um, I was really excited because I got the vinyl before any other form of it was released. And I actually got to listen to a live Kiss record on vinyl for the first time. And that was glorious. Regardless of any of that, I thought this was such a great uh, album. This was such a great live album, warts and all. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think? Any, any first impressions? Well, it just blows my mind how good it sounds. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, I've heard the boot of this and it didn't sound as good as this. It just didn't. No. It just does not. And I haven't noticed any changes. You know, sometimes you get like, here's what it was live and here's what it is by the time it gets plated, right? Yeah. Uh, this is great. As a matter of fact, there's even some mistakes that wound up on here that had this been another kind of release might have been taken off. For example, in God of Thunder, where Eric transitions from the song to like a bit of a solo in there. Mm -hmm. And I think it's Ace plays the riff at one more time and then he like realizes, mm -hmm. oh, we're doing that drum part, right? Yeah. And it almost makes me think like this is a band that's not really used to working together a lot at this point. Right. Because we have transitioned from Peter Chris on the drums. I, God, I want to scream that like Paul Stanley, but, <laughs> right. you know, but Peter Chris on the drums. So now we've got Eric Singer and the band sounds really tight, right? Fabulous. Yeah. But then there's like some of that sloppiness that like is also uh, attractive, which is weird because there's that thing that we as Kiss fans have always said, like one of the things about Ace is that he is loose or he's sloppy or whatever, like in the same way that like a Keith Richards is. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like there's just mm -hmm. a certain style that each guitar player has. I'd say that Rick Nielsen of Cheap Trick, there's the Rick Nielsen of Cheap Trick that you get in the studio who's like methodic and like very everything structured. And then you get the guy on stage who is like almost making fun of guitar heroes and just playing whatever he feels like playing, you know, but those two things work in tandem. Mm -hmm. So with Ace, it was like, uh, there's just a certain style that he has that he sounds like Ace. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was um, great to hear that. Uh, it was great to hear, as we've discussed many times, this lineup that, uh, barely existed i think they played 16 concerts together right and and of course like it's it cues up all of these questions of like what could be what could have been i mean similar to in, in a way similar to when it was ace and our car right like they made an album sort of and you're left wondering of what you know what could have been with that lineup and you know the eric singer ace fraley lineup has a certain sound and a, a kind of power and potential that is captured beautifully on this really good live record. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a couple things you can look out for. As you mentioned, the Simmons, Stanley, Fraley and singer lineup only lasted one brief tour in 2001. Uh, this, this soundboard recording, you know, the audience is mixed well in it. It doesn't sound yeah. like any overdubbing was done. 
the sound quality is great. And I think that there should be a thing where we like maybe send a, a sticker to you. If you can count how many times Paul screams Tokyo during this. Tokyo and are, you know, ask the question, are you having a good time? There's a, there's a few. Like you almost need a kiss checklist. Okay. Yeah. Did Paul say that during this show? Like instead mm -hmm. of just worrying about the set list, uh, uh, as a checklist of did Paul ask, you know, you know, Gene, Gene could ask, can you hear me? You know, or oh, yeah. whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Which is a question too with Gene, right? Oh Yeah. Yeah, what did they oh, yeah? play in Tokyo? Right, right. What did they play in Tokyo? They played Minasan. Oh yeah. Are you having a good time? <laughs> Calling Dr. Love. It's time to call out the doctor. You know, you almost need a uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a set list. What would it be? Right. Yeah, it's like a it's uh I don't know, like a, yeah, a talk like a little, list. A it's set like a separate list of set talking? list. Yeah. yeah. The other set list. Yeah. The other set list. There you go. But uh By the way, Sorry, just um, before I forget, are you aware of this documentary that, that was made a few years ago? It must have been 2019. Yes. It's a Japanese documentary called The 70-Year-Old Demon. And it's, yes. It's, uh, yeah. I loved it. I just, it was great. I just watched it for the first time a few days ago. I thought it was really, really good. There's some lovely footage of Kiss recently, uh, End of the Road Tour, playing in Japan. Paul doing sukiyaki, I think that's how you say it. Mm -hmm. Just lovely, really good, nice documentary. But there's a part that I almost don't want to ruin for anybody who's watching this for the first time. Uh, but we see Gene going back to the dressing room. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, remember when you saw Darth Vader without his mask in mm -hmm. one movie? Spoiler alert, Star Wars fans. Yeah. Uh, but if you're a yeah, Star yeah. Wars fan, I've got to figure that. You know, notice I didn't say like Voldemort when I talked about Voldemort earlier. I didn't say spoiler alert in case you don't know he's the bad guy, right? <laughs> right, right. Batman fans, I'm sorry, but the Joker tends to be an enemy of Batman. Sorry, spoiler alert. Yeah, come on. Uh, but uh, there's a scene where you we see Gene Simmons taking the makeup off, and we've never really seen it before like this, and it is to me an amazing thing, and it's. There's a sadness to it. There's there a is. there's a bit of the reality, the weight of what is going on, be it Gene's yeah. age. Yeah. And I mean, God, I, even when I was 28, I couldn't do what these guys were doing. It's just yeah. it's just insane to think that they're the age that they are and able to do this and this this nonsense of putting on this outfit and putting makeup on your face just so you can sing 90 minutes worth of songs is it's just absurd. You know, <laughs> Only... so you could stand upright, you know, in all of that stuff where you're baking on a stage, right? Just right. Boiling, sweating your ass off. Yeah. It's, it's, it's remarkable. And there is like a real melancholy or bittersweet aspect There's a weight to, it. to the situation that yeah. until you watch it, it, you don't understand. And it's lovely. It, it's it's not. Um, it doesn't have the kind of like over the top gene celebration thing where it's like super bravado. Uh, but it also isn't, you know, miserable. Look how old I am, kind of thing either. It's like a really tasteful balance of the two, and it's available on YouTube right now. <laughs> well, I don't know how long it'll be up there, but the thing you want to look for is the seventy-year-old demon documentary with gene simmons so check it out 
it is it is interesting. It is Kiss in a way you don't get to see them, and it's not Kiss specific that it is based on Kiss per se. This is really like just hanging out with Gene through the day as he does business and travels and stuff like that. Um, it's it's not just what happens on the stage, but the whole Magilla. Yeah, really good. It's definitely worth checking out. But going back to the soundboard thing, one thing I want people to be aware of, I noticed that if you get the vinyl, you get a sleeve that covers the record because you're pushing it between two pieces of cardboard, right? Mm-hmm. The CD sadly does not. So if you, when you get it, hopefully whatever machine or person slammed it in between the two pieces of cardboard did not scratch the hell out of your CD. You have to be careful to open it and grab it from the front of the label that has the writing on it and pull it out. I've got mm-hmm. these things that have uh, sleeves. I've got these little CD sleeves that have like a, like a felt background or something yeah. like that. Yeah, me too. Me uh, too. The yeah. plastic, and that's how I'm going to store them along with the artwork. But mm-hmm. just be careful, you know, because who wants to run around back to Best Buy or Target or wherever, you, or you have to send it back to Amazon, whatever. Who wants to go through that? So, mm-hmm. will this be, be in stores? You know, oh yeah, it is in stores. Okay, that's neat. So it's definitely cool. But when you open it up, first off, you've seen it. You've seen it, whether it be on YouTube or Kiss Online or whatever. You've seen what it looks like on the front. On the inside, you've got the four names, and then you've got the producers, and that's Gene and Paul in this case, produced by uh, – the they, they are the executive producers, Gene and Paul, uh, produced by Steve Hammonds and Jeff Fura. Mastering engineer Tony Dixon, design Tony Germain. Hi, Tony. How you doing? Production manager Annette Zuzio, product manager Jeremy Sponder, and catalog consultant Michael Cobb, management Doc McGee. Special thanks to Andrew Daw and Carolyn Backer. So that's it. That's the thanks. And then we've got the track listing. And you've got two discs, so be careful that they do not get scratched. I like about this that there's not a picture, as I understand it, right? No, no pictures of Kiss, maybe? Right. There's no pictures of Kiss. But being the complete nerd, I'm probably going to print out a picture of this lineup and put it in with my little uh, thing. So I'll make my own deluxe Ken version. I like that. With a picture of the band that I put in the plastic thing with the felt like background or whatever the hell that material mm-hmm. is but i'm going to make my own because i'm obsessively weird i'm the guy that on my uh because you're passionate there you go but i'm also the guy that for example i have a bootleg version where someone did a needle drop of the beatles yesterday and today album which is not a thing in america anymore uh, that was the American version where they took a bunch of the singles and made a, an album separate from the English right. UK catalog, right? So that album doesn't exist. So I put the Yesterday and Today artwork, and that was also the album that had the Butcher cover. Yeah. So I have a two-sided cover that I can flip, and every once in a while when I'm dusting, I just take that 
album out and flip that around so I get both covers prominently showing to the back of another CD. So that's how nerdy I am. So anyway. That's great. I, uh, I'm sure this is something we've talked about before. I kind of, I'd like it if Carnival Souls had that option, right? Because they put the, like they had that cool cover with the splitting head or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've I got a would... splitting headache. I'm on the Carnival Souls out. My head's on fire. <laughs> Ow. Oh, yeah. In my head. Mina-san. Ow. Yeah, no, I, I kind of wish that you could flip it over and have that cover. But, you know, angels would quack. I don't remember what the quote is anyway. Um, Fat girls will lose weight. Oh, no, it's not that Six one. turned out to be nine. I think it's a great product. I think it's a great record. Um, you know, there, there was a... I don't remember when or what the occasion was, but, or the context, but years and years and years and years and years ago, there was some quote from Paul about Gene's tendency to exaggerate. Mm -hmm. And Paul said about that, uh, something like, I don't understand why the truth isn't good enough for Gene. And I mean, Paul should talk, right? He's had his share of exaggerations, but, uh, I think that that, quote or that sentiment really um, shines through on this off the soundboard recording because this is really undoctored kiss and the truth is good enough it's quite good yeah it, it is really exciting i couldn't believe how good it sounded yeah and it was great to have a new kiss album mm-hmm. you know i've been blessed you know whether it was acdc's album from last fall Paul McCartney's album last fall, the new Cheap Trick album, new Mickey Dolan's album, which, by the way, if anybody does have that Mickey Dolan's album, Dolan's Sings Nesmith, if you open it up and look at the thanks, Ken Mills is right there thanked. Uh, He thanks Ken and Christine and Sarah from the Zilch Monkeys podcast before Michael Nesmith, by the way. We are thanked before, one line before Michael Nesmith. So that was like, whoa. So Yeah. So we've been blessed to have like the new cheap trick album, you know, anything that you've probably dug. I don't, you know, I don't know if David Gilmore put out like a cookbook or something. I don't know. Yeah. The David Gilmore. um, It's really, it's very good. Yeah. (laughs) Cooking in silence. Uh, You know know, know, know what it's called, right? No. You know what it's called? It's called, it is called, it's called comfortably yum. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah. that's that's and good you know i yeah, have become comfortably um yeah, yeah and then he's he's going to make one all about scones and muffins and it's going to be called the momentary lapse of raisin <laughs> You know, I wonder if anybody still has like those Kiss hot sauces that came out around the time of the Kiss Coffee House. I wonder if they've like fermented or like, or if they'll, I I wonder how long they're going to be good, you know, shelf stable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, uh, you know, as Gene would say, Kiss is like the cockroach, you know, like Kiss, Kiss are the Twinkies, right? when you think about because yeah. those have like a shelf life of forever. Right. So kiss yeah, there's is, nothing bad in there to go bad. 
There's nothing real to go bad, right? Yeah, there's yeah. nothing that can expire. But, you know, you wonder if, like, the zombie apocalypse happens and someone says, I'm going to try this kiss ketchup now. It's been 40 <laughs> years. You want to take your life into your own hand? I mean, it's, <laughs> the selling point was is that kiss said that they could use their name. That's, you know, I don't know if that's the thing. I'm not trying to cast aspersions, but again, I'm speaking as someone after zombie apocalypse and I'm talking to someone, a, it's a collectible. Why are you opening yeah. it? B isn't there any other ketchup? See, I don't know if this is the ketchup I would want. Like as much as I enjoyed kiss him and her, the fragrances right. yeah, still sure. just, just the thought of like, you can smell like Gene Simmons. That's really, I don't know. <laughs> so you can smell like Paul. You can smell like Gene. You can smell like Ace. <laughs> like, like, like instead of the uh, kiss, kiss your, your face. face. Yeah. yeah. You can kiss smell like, yeah, you can smell like Gene Simmons. Well, which Gene Simmons are we talking about? Are we talking about famed actors who has passed on or the guy who gets cleaned up and is going out on down on town or is really sweaty and slobbery mm-hmm. after he's been breathing fire and love gunning and you can you can Dr. smell like gene on the asylum tour <laughs> so it would be really broken down oh. to different times yeah you can wow. smell like what's the what's the uh uh rat wow what's the name damn it of the uh it takes a man like me to, to be, a, be woman a woman like, like me. me what's the velvet ragnar Vel, yes, thank you. God, you were right there. You with can it. smell that's, like velvet, velvet Ragnar from the Never yeah. Too Young to Die, which I own oh on digital, God. by the way, so I can stream right now, right here. You and I can watch it right now. That's right, and 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 we should someday stream this. Oh my God, extreme stream, extreme streaming. Uh, I'm really excited to think about what future off the soundboard re- releases might be. Right. Uh, I, I realize that's a show unto itself. We can have, you know, uh, speculative conversations. I really don't want this to be a one and done. Please kiss. Uh, also, please kiss Army. Buy the damn thing. Yeah. It's great. Why wouldn't you buy this unless you do not have the means with which to do so, which I can understand. If you've got the pennies in your pocket, drop them and, and get this recording, right? Yes, this is a commercial for the product. You're welcome, kiss. It's fantastic. What, what, what wouldn't you like about this? Yeah, it's it's really good. The band sounds like they're on fire, which really when someone says a band sounds like they're on fire, it should be like people screaming in agony. But in this case, oh, it sounds like they're, you know, all those things are like that, you know, firing on all mm-hmm. cylinders, baking all the muffins. I think that's one. Anyway, it is a great CD. I'm going to play a little bit of a medley right here, right now, right okay. here right now so this is this is the sound quality this is what you should be buying
only play samples so that you can open up your wallet and go purchase. So this is your motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Please kiss. Keep them coming. Uh, we want more of these. This is the right decision. Uh, I'm looking forward to putting this in my kiss collection on vinyl and I want others to put alongside it. That's going to look awesome. Yes. We, we want, we want more, please, please. It's like the little, yeah. Can I have some more? Oliver, Oliver. Uh, we, yeah, we, you know, Oliver give us Kiss. all the good stuff. Oliver close up. We want all the good stuff. We want 80s. We want 70s. We want, we want, you know, dig deep. This was a really cool, unexpected thing to start off with. 2001 lineup. Weird. Awesome. So good. And, you know, it's strange because when we talked about this, people were like, this isn't real. This isn't going to happen. I was like that. I didn't think so. Here we are, you know. Yeah. And I know that this is like the third or fourth episode we've mentioned this because there was, when we did our Christmas episode with Matt, you know, around that time, we we kind of were talking about, wouldn't it be great if this happened? And then the next episode, we took a couple months off. The next episode was, hey, there's rumors that this thing is happening, and I'm telling you right. it's going to be a real thing. Right. And then we mentioned it last episode, and now here we are. It is in my naked hands with my naked steaming eyes, and I love it with my naked steaming ears. So it's it's wonderful. Wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. Sounds so good. They sound great. The band sounds great. It's like a really, really solid performance. Very like very energetic, very passionate, great set list. And yes, you've heard these songs a million times. You're going to hear them again. Right. Like, okay. It's great. It's great. You're going to love it. Well, we're going to take off. It was just fun to just get together and talk and, you know, we're going to do some stuff. I want to do uh, shows dissecting the solo albums Yeah. with Julian and you and me. I'd like to do that because we've never really broke down those albums and I'd like to go granular. We'd also like to do an episode on uh Kiss Unplugged, the how it was made and how it came to be. You know, yeah. we've we've never done that. And I'd like to thank Josiah Horn who listens to every podcast and he wrote down things that we haven't talked about yet. So mm-hmm. we have a list from him. So thank you Josiah. Not in the kind of detail that we we really that it deserves you know right like for example we talked about the concept of solo albums we've interviewed about the solo albums but we've never we've never done the track by track so we're gonna do that so that's what's we're hoping to do we've got one more of the podcast history refocus with julian gill coming up we're going to do paul stanley the star child those are very special and i think that when all four of those are released i think people are going to like check them out at the same time like it's a box set you know what i mean a digital box set i hope so i love stuff like that and i will be going along with the lovely matt porter and the lovely christine the button queen and a bunch of us are headed to the nashville rock and pod in august here's an ad for that right now this august will rock as rock and pod returns to nashville This annual convention brings together rock artists, fans, and podcasters for an unforgettable rock experience. Meet Billy Sheehan, Ron Keel, Ricky Rackman, 
Mark Goodman, Matt Pinfield, Don Jameson of That Metal Show, drum legends Carmine Apice and Vinny Apice, along with current and former members of Winger, L.A. Guns, Except, Roxy Blue, and more. Panels, signing sessions, and vinyl and memorabilia vendors, all available to you at Rockin' Pod. Music podcasters from all over North America will be appearing on site for live interviews, networking, and speaking sessions. Got a music podcast? Register and join us. Rockin' Pod Weekend kicks off with a pre-party concert featuring former Tesla guitarist Tommy Skio and his new band Resist and Bite. Plus, Ron Keel Acoustic, Rock United, and a rare hair set featuring many surprise guests. Rockin' Pod Weekend, August 6th through the 8th in Nashville, Tennessee. Tickets, VIP, podcaster registration, and discounted hotel rooms are available now at rockandpod.com. Rockin' Pod, brought to you by DBG Productions, Bradley Entertainment, and Incaptia. And Julian Gill will be there. It's going to be lots of fun. The Decibel Geek guys, Chris and Aaron, so many people, the wonderful cast of characters, and it, it it's just going to be a great event. And it is great to see the world opening up again. Be be careful, be safe, love one another, take care of one another. Get vaccinated. Yeah, get vaccinated. It is time. You know, go go see Doctor Love. Get your shot. Yeah. And, you, you know, we can post pictures where we got shots together. Yeah. Hey, we did shots, right? So. Heck yeah. And get back to your life. Be safe. We love you. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I saw that. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I just recently saw that Lee Conrad of Kistree Science Theater is now fully vaccinated. So look out, Canada. He's coming for you. Congrats, Lee. Yeah. Awesome. In some sad news. I want to bring this to your attention. Gary Corbett needs your help. You probably know Gary Corbett from his work with KISS, and he's done a lot of other stuff with other people, but he's been struggling with health issues. And now we've heard that Gary has a very aggressive form of cancer, lung cancer, that has been metastasized to his brain and hip. The good news is that it is treatable. Uh, And as you know, most musicians don't have health insurance, or when they do, it's not that great. Due to the cost of treatment, Gary is on the verge of losing his home, and the medical bills are piling up along with other bills. If you would like to help him, there is a GoFundMe set up. There will be links in the show notes if you go to www.gofundme.com forward slash F forward slash our friend Gary Corbett needs your help, please. There will be a link, and between each of those words, our friend Gary Corbett needs your help, is a a hyphen, if you will. So there will be links in the show notes. So help Gary out if you can. Uh, He's a really good guy. We've met him at Rockin' Pod. uh, Just a really cool guy. So help him out if you can. We'd also like to do Happy Ten Seasons uh, uh, over at the Kiss Room with the Matt Porter and the kiss room house band so check them out that was on the last episode of the kiss room which aired last friday as you are hearing this unless you're hearing this two months from now anyway yeah so check it out with the matt porter and the kiss room house band word to your moms (laughs) word word to your moms there you go or words to your mom or it should be words to your moms 
I guess it all depends on where you're from. So anyway, all right. Well, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of your podcast. Be safe be and, and, and be good to one another. And Gary, you have a message? Buy off the soundboard so we get more of that. And yes, go, go be kind. It, like this is hard times for everybody. A little love goes a long way. We'll see you on the next podcast. Be good. Awesome. Bye. Love you. And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at kissfaq.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulik, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late great Eric Carr, and the late great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. Podkist is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podkist is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podkist crew, Thank you for listening to Podkist, the KISS fanzine for your ears. Gene, how was that burger? Pretty good? Well, it's a family show, but it's so good I swallowed. <laughs> Excellent. And I should stop talking because my mouth is full. So I'm going to send it back to you guys in the studio, but get the good stuff while you We want to rock guys. and roll and party every day. <laughs> All right, thank you.